Well, good day and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. Hi, Jeff. Uh, uh, my name is Mike. I'm also an editor here at Light Reading. Mike. And my name is Roger Entner, and I'm a guest. He's <laughs> some guy. Some, some dude. guy. Some, some, guy. Ra- some random dude you guys picked up on the street. We're like, let's get this Roger guy on yeah. the podcast, right? So, Where, yeah. You know, he always yeah. uh, hangs around our home. Well, to be honest, Roger and I were just talking. Uh, We've known each other for more than 20 years now. Roger is, uh, uh, dare I say it, a legendary character in the wireless industry. He's been following it for who knows how long, deep in the trenches, uh, knows everybody who's everybody, uh, usually knows what's going on. And and, uh, I think uh, from the journalists who who covered the industry, we I think we we usually refer to him as the human quote machine, because if you ever need a good quote, a good snappy quote about some story or another, you can always go to Roger and get a good take on it. I'm humbled and honored. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then comes out of this too, right? And then this this whole time though, you've known for, has it always been recon analytics or, uh, I don't know the history uh, here. So, um, how far back do you want to go? Um, Uh, we can we'll go, go back we'll go to the, the Mike Dano era, you know. <laughs> the Mike Dano era. Mike and I met each other when I was at Yankee from 2001. To oh my gosh, Yankee girl. I forgot about those guys. Yeah. Wow. I ran the wireless. Yeah. We stuck at the, on the shoulders of giants and tried to get a little bit taller too. Uh, so I ran the wireless carrier group there. Then I went to Ovum, ran North American telecoms there for two years. Went to a company called IG Research, which did effectiveness measurement of advertising. Uh, then I we got bought by Nielsen. I became head of telecom research for Nielsen. Um, and then in 2011, I started my own company. Okay. And so apparently, and here we are. Uh, okay. Pays the bills, right? All right. Well, good. Well, you've known Roger for, you said 20, going on 20, 21 years. I think Roger and I have maybe talked to each other a few times over the last, like, maybe 12 weeks or something. So, yeah. So, I, I got a little catching up to do. But, um, yeah, I it's like great. Yeah. Well, it's great to, to have you uh, join us here with uh, with Mike, Roger. Great to have you with us. And, um, you know, just to kind of kick things off, I mean, I, I have the, the cable beat here. And, you know, the cable guys are making some waves in uh, wireless and mobile, you know, an industry that you know so well. So I thought we'd maybe start off and talk a little bit about cable's recent activity and results in, in mobile, right? Particularly with Comcast and Charter. You know, I think both added record mobile lines in the third quarter that we just covered. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just... High level. I mean, what's your reaction to that? Any surprises there? Well, it's not really surprising since we've been working with them for a long time. And so, um, uh, you know, when you look at cable, uh, they're coming in with a very attractive price position. And that is, we give you wireless and home internet for the same price that the big guys charge you for wireless alone. And that is a very appealing proposition. They're very consistent. 
they started out with $45 unlimited, 15 gigs. Uh, that is still their uh, $15 per gig. That is still their uh, flagship offer, right, uh, for one line. They made changes on family plans to make that more attractive, and that propelled growth again. And um, and and Charter just uh, with with a Spectrum plan just launched a very attractive offer, fifty dollars for three hundred megabits and unlimited wireless. And then a week later, they followed with two lines unlimited for that fifty bucks. Uh, it lasts only a year, but it's it's a really strong decision. What's what's really fascinating and and powerful is that at least Charter, if you are a Charter mobile customer and if you have Charter, and therefore you have Charter at home, regardless of the internet uh, bundle that you, or, or product that you buy, they give you the full speed to your mobile device. So the people who buy like this 300 megabit plan, they get 300 megabit to their computer. But the moment they connect their Spectrum mobile phone to their wireless hotspot over Wi-Fi, they get that full gig uh, on their device. And so it is very consistent. It is very attractive. And so you see this machine chugging along and gaining momentum quarter after quarter after quarter. You have other, you know, the traditional carriers, the net ads go up and down. They are like chugging along. Now, do you think that um, with, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Spectrum One a little bit, but, you know, just yeah. kind of the approach that Cable's taking. Um, I mean, do you see any reason for that acceleration to become more lumpy like you see with some others or do you just feel like hey you know they're on a upward ramp and and there's there's nothing there's no reason why uh it won't continue i I always say uh, things things don't change until they change right (laughs) Uh, right i guess you have to need a crystal ball for that one but yeah well, no, there needs to be an outside impetus. There needs to be a a, a a seismic event. And I don't see that seismic event right now happening, right? Unless Verizon suddenly starts cutting price and offering, you know, internet and, and, and wireless for, for 50 bucks, Right. Uh, and I don't see that happening. I see it's inevitable that there, that for example, Verizon will have to make changes. You know, it can't continue like this. Uh, but coming back to cable, right? When you look inside charters and and Veri- and uh, and Comcast footprint, they're at about twenty five percent Soga, right? So it's a four horse race, and give or take. They've taken their quarter of the market. Uh, I don't see that changing. And when you look at the the attachment rate, the bundling rates, right? So about 10%, 15% of Charter and Comcast customers have both wireless and wireline with them. When you look at somebody like 
AT&T, you know, we, 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 I run a, I run my wireless inside crystal ball service. Right. And so we ask here 10,000 telecom uh, consumers every single week about their innermost secrets and they actually tell us. So for example, when we look at, at, at AT&T, their attachment rate uh, with fiber with wireless is about 60%. At, at Fios, it's about 40%, right? So Charter Comcast is at 15, right? Even if they underperform the market, they will double and triple their their number. So my, my a lot of headroom. Early, yeah, a lot of headroom, yes, basically. Early, yeah. My early bogey, like from three, four years ago, was that they would top out at 12, 15 million each. Uh, I don't think it's, I, I would say it's more at the 15 range now, you know, making that prediction uh, three, four years ago. Uh, but I think that's where they will, I don't think they will have less than 12. Hey, okay. Right? So Roger, you, yeah, good. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned the bundling thing. I mean, this, that, that's kind of what this is all coming coming down to, right? Is that cable is bundling wireless and wireless is bundling, you know, home internet. Um, but, but also the wireless carriers have been bundling things like Netflix or Disney Plus, you know, as part of that thing. And then the, and then the cable companies also have, you know, a video component to their bundle. And I know that you have included this in in your yeah. your surveys and so i wondered like what 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 uh, what parts of the bundle are working and and what are not based on what you're seeing in your surveys all right so um we asked this in two different ways so let, let me go back let me go yeah. back let's start with real results right so when you look at at q3 you had uh, T-Mobile going to market with their price point plus unlimited uh, plus Netflix plus uh, a year of uh, of uh, Disney what's it called uh, the, no pa Paramount Paramount that's and right. they got eight hundred thousand net ads right Verizon AT and T had raised prices and so they were a little bit handicapped Verizon gives you the kitchen sink of uh, streaming. And in consumer, they lost 180,000. So it did not help them. And, and AT&T goes to market with a naked uh, thing without content, and they made 700,000. Yeah. So uh, when you look at the cost, right, for 100,000 net ads, T-Mobile pays like $300 million to Netflix a year. Is that really a good, right? Everybody likes free content, but it's not. A, I always say it's like, it's like picking your restaurant for Saturday night for a date based on the free coffee you get at the end, right? <laughs> now what you should base it on? Yeah, I love that point because I, I one question I had for you is like, as I was looking at the, you know, following on the Mike's question is kind of, you know, the, 
when you look at Charter and Comcast, I mean, they, they're keeping it, you know, we'll talk about Spectrum One, but uh, very simple, right? You, you know, here's, here's unlimited, here's buy the gig. You can get multiple lines. You know, they're not doing all these um, perks and, and bells and whistles. Do you think that, you know, they should just stick to their knitting on that one or, you know, but based well, on what you're saying before, they should, should they bundle in? Oh, we should throw Peacock in there. You know, is that going to move the needle? Does it make any sense? All right. So coming back to Mike's question, which I dodged on, on what do we see in our story? We ask like reasons for choosing, which are like these must have uh, things. And content is number eight out of nine. And then we have a list on value-added services, which you would like to see. Like, what do would like 12, 16, somewhere in that long list. And content comes up as number four, okay? Of the must-haves, it's number eight, and of the nice-to-haves, it's number four. <laughs> so you're uh, hard-pressed. You're kind of hard-pressed to say, we're going to stick with number eight as our go-to. Yeah, it would, uh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And, here's the, and here's the thing, right? Um, the content owners are, we're in a world of apex predators, right? Uh, wireless carriers are, are apex predators. Cable companies are apex predators, right? They all, there are only a few left. They ate, they all, they ate all their, 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 the little ones, the small fish. Um, the same thing on the streaming world and the streaming uh, or, or the content world, right? And what what content did to the cable company is is a perfect play, right? They were like, okay, let's sell it through a bundle through through cable providers, right? And uh, it's our content, and then every year we raise prices and. With the money we make extra, we can go into direct into direct to consumer, right? And this is a this is a plan, and I very well laid plan. And so, and then they were like, "Oh," and and the distributor, the cable guys, are in a lose lose position because if they raise prices, uh, then people hate them which will make us as a streaming provider when we come in in four, five, six years, also yeah. more attractive. And if they don't raise prices and eat it, then they become financially weaker, right? Right. That's uh, yeah, kind so of a lose, lose situation it's, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and for, for, for streaming, it was win-win. And when mm -hmm. then suddenly wireless companies think that they can win this game, when the cable companies really suffered for it is beyond me. You know, I, I always like to learn from the mistakes of others rather than repeating them myself. And so when you look at cable and how they sell content, they sell content if the customer really wants it. And at near zero well, margins, they don't push this anymore. They would rather, rather sell you the, uh, the, the broadband pipe. Yeah, they've definitely gone on the connectivity side, and I thought that uh, uh, you know they, they they're just outwardly saying you know I think Brian Roberts said it. Hey, we're we're pretty much indifferent on video yeah. now, and we've been yeah. saying that for a while. But it's interesting to see him say it. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, on an yeah. earnings call. And they'd be like, well, you know, we want to keep the high value customers and, and help them as much as we can. We're not going to chase good money after bad or, or, you know, bad promotions and things like that. And it's like, Hey, if they want to get it from somewhere else, that's fine. But we want to be the connectivity yeah, person. Yeah. Out, right? yeah. Exactly. Because there's no or very little margin for them and there's only grief. Right. And so why do this? And, and if, if Disney and, and, uh, uh, Viacom and, you know, uh, discover Warner, Warner brothers, want to duke it out okay great out on the street you know at least i don't slip in it right (laughs) uh so it's that's the game here content from a from a distributor's perspective is a sucker's game yeah but uh but it is interesting to see them you know kind of shifting to be a platform provider well that's Versus a service and saying, you know, we can monetize off everybody right. else, whether it's ad supported or subscription and, you know, doing the, the platform model. Because remember, we used to talk about, oh, Comcast is going to take their pay TV service out of market. That's what they should do. And they're like, no, that dog won't hunt because it's going to, you can't make any right. money on it. And that's proven out. But this is like a whole different model. Right. So yeah. where the industry is switching and you see a, uh, Verizon making the announcement of Plus Play, AT&T will follow suit. I'm sure, you know, uh, T-Mobile will do something like that. The cable companies will do. They will turn into marketplaces, into Swiss arms merchants, and we will make it easier to switch, right, and easier to sign up you know, and stab it to the, the, the streamers. And thank you very much. We get like 10%. And we don't care which platform you use. It's transparent. And we just enable and make this more, more frictionless. And so that's where, where, this, where the smart money, at least, is going. Interesting. Yeah. And Mike, I'm hogging all the questions. I'll let you jump I was in. Say, so, yeah, I wanted to, because we have Roger on here and... Uh, and he, he has such a, 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 a pretty clear crystal ball. Roger, I wanted to ask you about the, the offloading, the cable offloading that's going on um, and where you see that headed. Because, you know, as, as, as you know, is that uh, Comcast and Charter have a pretty heavy Wi-Fi offload strategy yes. right now that seems to be somewhat successful, but they are trying to expand it by potentially building their own you know, 5G networks using their CBRS spectrum holdings. And so I'm wondering from your standpoint, like how is that a successful strategy? And if so, what can they expect from that effort? Uh, hell yes, it's a successful strategy. All right. Right. When you uh, look at how much people are, the, the data usage, right? Uh the data usage on the device, 80-90% of what's on that device uh, is over Wi-Fi. They, and it's a larger percentage than with the MNOs. Uh, with, the, with their um, CBRS wide area offload, uh, there are a lot of crumb, breadcrumbs out there that most people have not picked up on, right? So uh, Verizon is their MVNE for 
Comcast Charter, right? Um, they are building that offload network and they're building that in their most densely populated slash highest traffic areas. And they and I think they can see that, right? Where Where is high traffic? And it's a no-brainer. Uh, Brian Roberts, the CEO of Charter, uh, not Brian, uh, that's the CEO of uh, Comcast. Okay. Um, Rutledge, Tom Rutledge. Rutledge said in, uh, in at least two earnings calls that their goal is to offload 30% of their traffic onto their own network. And I think that's what they will do. So in the easiest to cover uh, parts of their uh, coverage area with the most traffic, they will offload that onto their own. And wherever it is hard to do, they will roam on, on Verizon. It's a really smart strategy because they have their, their fiber there. They, they can hang it on strands, all of that stuff. It's a, they will become one of the lowest cost provider uh, on a price per gigabyte produced uh, in the market, which will give them then either profitability or even more pricing power. Well, that was, yeah, where I, the next thing was like, in addition to saving on your MVNO costs, what's the other piece of the end game? You know, how, how does, how will that kind of parlay into other aspects of the service, right? It sounds like you're saying, you know, they can be the, you know, they can be a, a pretty dominant on the price side. They can be dominant on the price side and they can be a lot more innovative on the product side, right? When you're an MVNO, uh, you're in the MNO's house and, you know, just like you tell your teenager, as long as you live in my, put your feet under my table, it's my rules, right? Uh, And more or less, that's true. The moment you have your own network, and all that it takes on the back end, uh, you you become a lot more flexible on on the product side, and so you will you will see then a lot more probably of their own roadmaps and and things like that, rather than oh shucks we have to do this or not do this because of uh, because of you know our MNO. So. Uh... I, I appreciate all your comments, Roger. This has been really interesting. I, I, Jeff, I only have one more question, but it's it's a tricky one if you if you Ooh. if you don't mind. No, go all for right. it. So so Roger, you've got a great crystal ball. Um, I from my standpoint, I think one of the biggest questions is whether we'll see true convergence between wireless and cable, and how that convergence might happen. So will, you know, for example, T-Mobile buy Charter or will AT&T or will AT&T buy Altis or will Comcast make, you know, buy Dish or something like that? So I'm wondering if you want to, you know, take a stab at it. First of all, do you do you think that kind of convergence is is inevitable? And secondly, do you have any guesses as to how that might go down in the in the uh, the convergence from an experience perspective will happen. The convergence from an M&A perspective 
you know, I think uh, a bunch of people in Washington, D.C. have a lot more to say about that than people in, you know, Philadelphia, Stanford, um, Seattle, Baskin Ridge, or Dallas, right? So, um, uh, you know, I, I, it, right now it's going really in the way that the regulators would like to see it. The intermodal competition of fixed wireless coming in and duking it out with, with fiber, with cable, with uh, DSL, right? They want to have more providers in the market, not fewer, right? The, especially the Democrats who have been, uh, you know, uh, wringing their hands and pulling, and pulling their hair out that there was like two, only two options. Now they're looking at four, five maybe options, six options. In Mesa, Mesa Arizona, right? Um, uh, there was the announcement by by AT and T that they're going to come in and compete against um, against Cox. But there are four other fiber providers there as well, right? This is a six horse race uh, in Mesa, Arizona, and it will be really interesting of how this will shake out. Economically, overbuilding an area sixfold with fiber is not going to end happy for at least half of them, right? And and the three for who it ends happy will not be really happy because their profitability will be probably not that great, right? And so uh, they will be, it, it will be interesting to see. And then you will have people saying like, oh my God, why don't we have more fiber providers? Well, you know, why don't we have more postal service providers? We have the postal service, we have FedEx, we have UPS. That's it. Why are not more people providing postal services? Because the market doesn't carry more. And it's the same thing here. Three is already stretching it, in my opinion. On the fiber no. side, and then you have the FWA guys coming in and and uh, peeing in everybody's cornflakes <laughs> for for forever. Or um, do you do you agree with uh, some of the notion that you know the the, the growth of FWA is going to kind of uh, peter out? You know, uh, I don't know what Mike is it like next year. Or I don't know what the some of the analysts are saying, but do you think that yeah the runway is limited on the the kind of growth they're seeing now. So what's really interesting is we see this data like on a weekly basis. And we saw uh, like in the last quarter, how during the quarter, Verizon actually pivoted to more urban sales and T-Mobile pivoted to more rural sales. So the pop, when you just look at the 2.5 gig C-band, 3.145, uh, or like how Mike likes to call it, Andromeda yeah. spectrum. That's the Andromeda spectrum. Yeah, that's right. The Andromeda spectrum. That's right. 
We had a discussion uh, reading about that one. That's what we came, came up with with yeah. Mike's. Yeah. It's yeah. a very pretty name. <laughs> yeah. It's a very pretty name. Uh, when you look at that, right, somebody like Verizon has in like the, the upper plain states and Montana, 200 megahertz of C-band. They can give you, with a population density, when you go, look at it, they can give you gigabit speeds over that stuff. Big, big advantage there. If you use 2.5 and uh, and C band uh, in in urban areas, you run out of you run out of capacity because those networks are already heavily loaded. Uh, you know, uh, I wrote an analysis piece uh, and wrote like you know the moment you see metered uh, FWA plants uh, pop up you know that the carriers are spectrum constrained. That was like, and that evening T-Mobile announced that they were coming out new with metered plans, right? So I had to change my my, my, my article. <laughs> Shame on me for not publishing quickly, more quickly. <laughs> but uh, Verizon and, and AT&T and T-Mobile have millimeter wave, right? That is your that is your weapon for for urban. So I don't think this uh, Cinderella story uh, is going to end quite as quickly if the mobile operators want to deploy millimeter wave, and they all have about a gig, a gigahertz of spectrum, give or take. You know, Verizon a little bit more, AT and T a little bit less, but it's plenty. Right, and so the question is, where will you do this? Because uh, to save time, effort, money, right? The the, the two point five and the the C band and three point four five, they're basically using the AWS grid, and simply pop an antenna on the same thing. And because of massive MIMO, it actually matches with AWS uh, propagation, which I find fascinating didn't think of it that yeah. this would be true and it is true um when you look at somebody like a verizon who deploys millimeter wave in dense urban areas they're also deploying this on the aws grid it's just that the aws grid in manhattan is 300 feet right so the there, it makes a lot of sense to, to make, again, the dual-use network and just connect. The thing falls a little bit apart when you go into suburbia, right? Um, and that's where you need to do this uh, there. So suburbia will be that battleground where you see millimeter wave and, and mid-band uh, turn into a melange and, 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 make, and match. Interesting. Or like right around the 30 minute mark. I had one more, Roger, if that's sure. okay. Um, kind of more on the, you know, cause I'm covering my, the cable gate. I got to ask you another cable related question, right? So, you know, we've got, you know, Charter, Comcast, Cox, Altice USA. Wow. Um, we've got the NCTC work trying to work out a deal for, it's 700 members of independent and you know, small, medium 
Cable operator. So um, where I was going with that is um, what is your advice to other cable operators that are looking at or maybe on the fence about getting into the the mobile business through some sort of MBNO, MBNE uh, road? Do you think, you know, they can have success like, you know, where we're seeing with Comcast and, and Charter, obviously Altis, not as much yet. But uh, uh, again, yeah, what would be your advice on whether to do that? Because I know so somewhere on the fence. Yeah. So it depends really on size. So one of the companies that we're working with is a small rural uh, telco uh, that we help them figure out how to build out fiber, right? And I'm happy to say that they're executing extremely well and are seeing really good success. Now, these guys have like 30,000 customers, right? They are a reseller of a reseller, right? The critical mass is just not there. Uh, and, And the product becomes more of a distraction than an enhancement. And so... Uh, right, their their core mission is to sell, um, is to sell fiber and to kill cable and to over overlay uh, DSL. But you know, when you're really rinky dink, sorry, when you're really small, <laughs> right? Um, the five dollars that they will make maybe on uh on wireless 10 if it's high is not going to make a difference one way or another right and so uh it's about focus do whatever you do do well and don't throw in something that doesn't make you money it's like it's like video right for for these guys it's a zero margin business that's just a distraction and people are pissed off about it when prices go up why do it? You only do it when the customer forces you to do it, right? Yeah. Well, that's, um, I think that's why I'm curious to what, what the NCTC can put together, right? Because their whole idea is, you know, we're kind of a conglomerate, you know, and that, that's where our scale is, whether you're, you know, you've got 200 subscribers or 200,000. But but to your point, yeah, it's, it's still like, what's the the payback, maybe if you're tying in broadband, but I'm interested to see what they can come up with. Yeah. Your bargaining power, you don't have bargaining power with hundreds of thousands of subs. Uh, With with millions of subs or at the right point in time, you have a lot of bargaining power, right? Like a dish had had good marketing uh, bargaining power. Uh, somebody like Mint played their cards extremely well and uh, has a spectacular deal from what I hear, right? Uh, but uh, if you're 300,000 subscribers, you know. You're not sold on it, I can tell. I'm not sold on <laughs> it. It, it. It's like whatever you do, do do yeah. well and don't focus on something that makes you, you know, five okay. bucks and gives you a heartburn. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will 
keep tabs and see where, where that goes. I don't know if Mike, unless there's anything, any last thing yeah. you want for Roger, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Human quote machine. All right. It's that's how it is. Great. Well, I, I hope I'm more than a quote machine. I'm, oh. I hope I'm more, I'm more than than like pretty headlines. Well, well you're, you're <laughs> that and so much else is what he was meaning. That's, That's what he meant to say. I'm good with the headlines. It's fine. <laughs> which, which one was the which, which one did you like best? Uh, Rinky Dink. I'm going to go back to that. Okay. I'm use that. <laughs> no, 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 no disrespect. <laughs> right. No. The, uh, Understood. Yeah, we get it. But um, that was great. I was glad we, we were able to cover a lot of a lot of different ground. You know, thanks for taking all our questions. And you know, I think that's where we're going to leave it for today, Roger. But uh, again, we're really glad you could join the podcast. Uh, so thanks again for joining us. Yeah, happy happy to be here. Come to my podcast. Mike has been there. It's a you good know, place. The week with Roger. You know, we we only take fifteen minutes, right? But oh, uh, it was fun, right? Yeah, that was a good conversation. Yeah, all right, let's do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll flip it around and uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll come on yours next time. So, all right, thanks, okay. guys. Bye bye. All right. Bye.